Welcome to MandoCast, Star Wars Report's official podcast for covering The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm your host, Michael Morris, and with me is Jonah Marie Marcias and Christy Morris. What's Hi. going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. You're nervous? You don't need to be nervous. You podcast all the time. I'm always before recording a podcast. You'd think after all this time that I'd get the hang of it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well... I mean, there's not much going on. We're just going to go through and kind of talk through chapter six of The Mandalorian, The Prisoner. And, That's a great uh, chapter. <laughs> it is, but don't we say that every week? I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, it's, I, can, I can definitely say, it's, it's hard for me to say which is my least favorite, but I can definitely say which is my most favorite episode. Um, past that, it's hard to really put them in order. Yeah, I totally understand. I think mine for sure is chapter four, just because the shipper in me just really loves that Omira and Mando <laughs> chemistry that was going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was different to finally see something like that for him. Yeah, yeah, and especially in Star Wars, I just really like that very wholesome, just two people who clearly find each other attractive. <laughs> well, I, I still say that he wasn't into her until he saw her shoot. <gasps> no. <laughs> well, I, I, I think initially he's like, yeah, all right, and then he saw her shoot, and he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she is quite the Marks person. Yeah. See, mine's still episode two. Episode oh, two. Really? Chapter episode two. two. I, re- I don't really hear that one often. That episode yeah. two is their favorite, but that is a very, really good episode. Mm-hmm. And I have one main reason jetpacks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're thinking of chapter three. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, no, I'm mixing them up. Yeah. Chap- chapter two is the Jawa episode. Okay, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved when those Jawas got roasted. That was great. <laughs> 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 well that was pretty oh. good one when he's like oh yeah how about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i love that he was doing it you know in front of baby yoda you know exposing him to this rated r version of star wars <laughs> hey like, listen, that's son sometimes he just he just looks at him and says this is the way <laughs> <laughs> well all right well we're we're talking about the prisoner which I don't know, Jonah, tell me if you felt, I was really getting, at the very beginning, I was getting Phantom Menace vibes when he's docking on that space station. You know, it's funny because I was actually getting, and this is very odd to say, but Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker (laughs) Adventure vibe. (laughs) Of course you were. (laughs) Because if anyone's watched that show, you have three characters who work in a garage. Uh Uh-huh space station and it looked a lot like the the space station the wheel that these characters were in so yeah that's the vibe i got i don't know about phantom menace but i totally i totally you know i'm I'm interested in hearing what you have to say in regards to that (laughs) (laughs) well i now granted it may be because um i was actually leaving for work this morning and christy was watching the phantom menace but um it just reminded me of, you know, how it, it opens up with the, um, you know, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon flying that, uh, uh, was it the Republic Counselorship or whatever, you know, and they're docking on the Trade Federation 
like that that oh, station yes okay i see it yeah see it. <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I like the freemaker version too that's <laughs> it's so it's funny fun. because i i had mentioned it in my reaction video because i record a video to each chapter and then my friend approached me through dm and he said did you get freemaker adventure vibes or something to that effect matt who reached out to me and and i said yes freemaker adventures <laughs> you're <laughs> like it's so not funny. just me <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> So, yeah, so he gets on the station and then he runs into the guy's name is Ran, which I thought was right. interesting because, you know, I, I've said before, like Star Wars naming convention, there's there's always sort of a reason for for like what the names are. Right. Um, which was why I actually said I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I think Grief Karga could turn out to be a bad guy, you know, because his name's Grief. Right. And mm. Christine joked with me at the time and she goes oh yeah because he's gonna give him grief and i'm like well maybe <laughs> so so then you know, i didn't even think about that the, his name implying that yeah he's going to give him some grief <laughs> right right and then this guy's name is ran so i thought oh okay well that's interesting is it sort of like have something to do for like ran away or like what's what does that mean right i was thinking about that and it's funny because that's his name, but mm -hmm. I was thinking about it in terms of the Mandalorian himself and the fact that he just up and left this crew. Right. And, mm. you know, it, they're completely different people, but I just, it was just funny to hear him say the name Ran when that's essentially what he did all those years ago. Right. Right. And, and they mentioned that, uh, you know, sort of several times uh, because of course he's come back um to to do a job with with these guys and you know they, they basically give you the whole like like oh you know all these people type of thing and uh he's going to be doing a jailbreak which i don't i don't remember if they said the person at that point or if it kind of is mentioned later but he he knows the person that they're going to be breaking out right no i it wasn't it wasn't mentioned and it's funny because Rand mentioned something about a competitor having captured this person, mm -hmm. and that's when he finds out that it's actually a New Republic ship. But yeah, they they, ha they hadn't revealed who it was, and I throughout the entire episode, I'm like, who is this person, and is it worth it? Right, <laughs> right. And then he's like, oh, you left that out on purpose. He got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I I love where, of course, you know, Bill Burr. Um, where he's uh mayfeld is is his character and i love when he says like oh he's an imperial sharpshooter and he goes that's not saying much and he goes i wasn't a stormtrooper wise ass <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that was that was so interesting is that the first time we hear i mean it's not that you know a graphic of a curse but right. is it is that the first time we hear that in Star Wars? I couldn't really recall hearing it anywhere else. I know it's been in the books. Um, oh, cool. I th I think it was. I think it might have been one of the uh, um, uh, aftermath books. I, oh. I, I think. Um, but as far as like film, but yeah, as far as film, yeah, I think so because it's uh, you know I, I think other than that, I mean, we pretty much we have damn and hell, and I think that's basically it. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> that really caught me by surprise. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think about it, but now that you mention it. Um, so one at a time, we're indoctrinating the kids. <laughs> yeah, we should, we'll bring in, you know, the easy ones, and then we'll, well get to the Well, I don't harvest. know. I don't know about that. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to go much past this. No, I know, and I kind of <laughs> hope they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, this is a little off track, but actually a friend of mine decided to go back and watch through, and he goes, wait. It's like Han said, "Hell, is there is there a hell in Star Wars?" And I'm just like, "Hold on, let me find you the Wikipedia page." <laughs> and he's like, "Love it, great, that's awesome." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I think that's pretty much just Pablo's job." He's like, "Oh, let me let me make this make sense." <laughs> <laughs> I know when in doubt, always check Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was I was super excited to see a Deveronian. Uh, yes, that was cool. Yeah, especially since one of my favorite, no, two of my favorite Deveronians are from Star Wars Rebels. There was uh, Cleave, I believe was his name in the Kanan comics. And mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh, the Sicacho Vizago in, yeah. in the actual series. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I like Vizago. Although he, I, I think if I remember correctly, Dave originally wanted that to be Hondo. And they didn't let him use Hondo initially. Oh, I didn't know that. I may be wrong on that, but I, I, I could swear that he said that he wanted to initially use Hondo, and they told him they basically said no. Um, and but then later he was able to bring Hondo in. Oh, that's neat. But, but yeah, the the fact that we get to see them in live action is pretty cool. Yes, yeah, because and because Christy goes, I don't know. This makes me kind of feel like. Um, what'd you say, Angel and Buffy or whatever? Yeah, like it, sort of like seeing a, a character from Angel, not from Buffy. And I was like, wait a minute. Look, these characters are from Star Wars since Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, I, just, I do not remember <laughs> Deveronians at all. Oh, yeah, it, they were in the uh, cantina scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That that very weird looking character. <laughs> yeah, he just like, he looks shady. He looks like... <laughs> He is up to something. <laughs> and now that, uh, in which Christy told me, she's like, he looks familiar. And I was like, I don't know. It's just, it's a Deveronian. What like the <laughs> actor's face that's right. under it. But apparently it, it it is. And I don't know if you'll, you'll recognize the person or not. I'm actually trying to flip through Twitter real quick because I saw that, um, you know, that, that the actor had, um, you know, posted a picture of himself and the makeup and everything. And, and people were, all excited about it um and he, he has a familiar looking face but um i was thinking it was um the guy that we just saw in el camino oh kind of me i don't i'm not sure who that would be yeah so the that uh, that actor is um clancy brown there you go clancy brown yeah and and i i've had the biggest crush on that guy ever <laughs> since i was a kid <laughs> that's funny kurgan in highlander and he was in a sci-fi show that i used to watch as a kid where uh. i um became very familiar with him as an actor and i thought oh my gosh this guy is so cool so just to know that he's so embedded in Star Wars just makes my heart sore. <laughs> well, and apparently he's Mr. Krabs. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and he was recently right, in yes. the Goldbergs. <laughs> he was also in the Goldbergs. Was he? 
Yeah, he was the <laughs> woodshop teacher. Oh, yeah, Mr. Crosby. Okay, that's probably what you recognize him from then. Yeah, because they had the whole Highlander Club episode. Of right, right. You're, you're absolutely me. right. Okay, <laughs> so that's probably because she's like, oh, she's like, I, I recognize him. I'm like, I don't know. but <laughs> Yeah, so I thought it was that's someone funny. totally different, and I was going... Jonah, you have a crush on a much older man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you don't you shame her. You you have some of the weirdest crushes. <laughs> you can't say anything. But I think the the weirdest one was uh, when I was telling my friend Matt that um, I still thought Sean Connery was attractive. Oh, Sean Connery. Yeah, I see it. Because yeah. it's not just the look. Yeah, but I think a lot of girls... You, you, you've said someone else recently that I'm like, what is wrong with you? But it's Sean Connery. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, he's James Bond or whatever. Yeah. But anyhow, Clancy anyway. Brown, he... Uh, <laughs> That's right, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, he actually apparently did a ton of uh, characters in, in Rebels as well. Yeah, that's right. I know Ryder Zadi was one of them, but mm-hmm. like the primary one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's got like Stormtrooper Commander, Factory Worker, Rebel Pilot Number Two, Slave. <laughs> this guy's apparently he just does all the Star Wars voices. But we got to <laughs> mention too the person that I was the most excited to see, and that was the actress that played Gian. Oh yeah, oh, Natalia. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, Natalia Tena. Yeah, she was the Twilik, who apparently they really have some chem or not chem. Well, I mean, I guess chemistry. History. But history is the word. I was. <laughs> I got my my subjects mixed up there. <laughs> Failed both of them in school. So, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I never took chemistry. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I thought I that was one that I was very interested because I was like, is she gonna be a character that? you know, we see a lot from or, or, you know, what's going on. But I thought she played a really cool character, um, especially with her little uh, throwing knives or whatever exactly it is. Uh, I'm sure they probably have a Star Warsy name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did a great job portraying a Twi'lek because mm-hmm. she added a lot of elements that I had canoned a lot, especially with Twi'leks and Togruta's. Like I liked the idea in my head of Twi'leks hissing. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's that's always uh-huh. been a thing in my head. And so for her to do it, I thought, oh my gosh, that's so cool because that's something that I had always imagined and added a like a different layer to Twi'leks and them having more primal mm-hmm. um, instincts when it comes to stuff, uh, especially you know the bounty hunting profession. So the way that she just acted more like a cat rather than um, the more the traditional Twi'leks that we've seen was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she even had sharp teeth, which I don't recall any uh, female Twi'leks having sharp teeth. I, That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Now, right. I, I recall some of the males having sharp teeth, but I don't remember uh, females ever having sharp teeth. Yeah. I think uh, Cham had his teeth. In, uh, all of his teeth were kind of filed down. I don't know mm-hmm. whether that was natural or whether he did that himself. But yeah, it looks like maybe this particular character filed her canines, or they're just natural, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I need to I need to hop on the Wikipedia for that and figure out. Uh, uh, I guess teeth maintenance of <laughs> teeth Twi'leks. of Twi'leks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's written about it already. But I I did love the you know, I think that was one of the things that really um stood out for me 
back with the trailers is that she's purple because you know normally we see Twi'leks that are either uh, sort of fleshy tones or blue or green, mm-hmm. but I I don't recall. I don't. I can't think of any purple ones off the top of my head. Oh, oh, oh! I know. Well, she wasn't really purple, but she was pinkish in mm-hmm. that to- purple tone. Um, uh, Sula Queen in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to place that. Character. Oh, that character. Yeah. Do you remember the clone who defected Cutla Queen and? Oh, 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 oh! His his wife. Yes, his wife. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I forgot. You know why? Because honestly, I paid more attention to the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were super adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's why I don't remember her as much. But yeah, so 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 super rare. Um, and I I don't know. It's just it's a color that I think uh, really looks good, especially in live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a great job with the makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, Zero, the droid? Zero was really interesting, and I couldn't place his voice until someone mentioned it on Twitter. I, I can't remember the actor's name now, but um, I think he was in some New Zealand show. I I can't place it, hmm. but I thought he was an interesting character in that he's not like other droids that we've seen. Uh, he's this very straight up bounty hunting bounty hunter droid and he was able to reason and put together this puzzle of baby Yoda and how he could not I guess he didn't was he wasn't interested in taking him alive but uh he was definitely onto him towards the end that that had me on the edge of my seat (laughs) yeah yeah well he i actually so i just looked it up and and i've actually seen a couple things with this guy it's uh richard i'm probably gonna butcher his last name uh aoid oh yes that's it that's the name yeah Yeah. do you know how to pronounce it jenna (laughs) oh no i don't but that's the (laughs) name that i saw on twitter (laughs) i would maybe say ioadi well, look. Maybe. Point is, he was in the IT crowd, yes. which was which is what a lot of people liked him from. That's what I liked him from was the watch. I thought that me too. Yeah, and especially like the stuff with the twist at the end and everything. I thought he was awesome. Like he made that movie. Oh, uh, I yeah, but it, but it came out in 2012. A- I don't know. I mean, it's kind. I forgot about it until just now. <laughs> but it it was a fun movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but she was saying that he is possibly a Kiwi. Is uh, he? Let's see. Because I wasn't sure. I, you see, I thought he was uh, English. Um, see, Norwegian mother, Nigerian father. Hmm. Let's see here. I lied then. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no, no. He, yeah, he grew up in England. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But, got it. Um, but I really liked him. And, and I like because. And, and I and I don't hate it per se, but it just it is something that we see a lot where the droids are typically used for uh, comedy, so they mm-hmm. always are kind of sassy and have an attitude or whatever. So I did actually like that we got one that was very much you know, uh, I guess straight to the point. Yes, and that's what it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I really enjoyed that, and I actually loved his look. I thought he had an awesome look. He was, uh, like Christy mentioned, she's like, oh, he kind of looks like Forlom. I'm like, yeah, he does, but he's a little more sleek. You know, he's like, if if Forlom was an assassin droid or something. 
Yeah, that's so true. I totally forgot about Forlorn. <laughs> I was like, he looks so familiar, but I just kept thinking of bugs and Pokemon. And I thought, no, that's not it. <laughs> he does look like a bug. <laughs> he looks like a um, Scyther or something. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't really place it. I'm like, maybe it's a reference to that. But yes, Forlorn makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great, too, that it was like he was known for being a great pilot. And he's uh, giving Mando a hard time. And they're like, oh, we just need you on the triggers. Oh, I, I knew like that was the point where I knew that things were going to be bad when when they're talking about how they're like, oh, OK, we actually, you know, we don't actually care about like we don't really need the Mandalorian. We really just need his ship, not because it's a great ship, but just because it won't show up on, you know, any of the codes or anything, you know, like it was just that whole thing. It's like, we really just need to borrow your car right? <laughs> and crazy. we're going to drive it. <laughs> and yeah. I also love that part too, because it had no connection to rebels whatsoever. But the fact that he called it a ghost, I thought, Oh, oh yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> well, there, there were like several little things where I'm like, is that a, like, is that a little bit of an Easter egg? Are they mentioning something there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, there... I, I I know one of my favorites uh, was when um, when just when they're getting into the ship and he says something along the line. Rand says something along the lines of "I don't trust anybody." Like it, it just put me back to Solo Star Wars mm-hmm. story because Beckett was very into the message of you know assume everyone will betray you you know and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was there, there were a couple lines. There was another line that reminded me of Solo as well. I think he said something like putting together a crew or something yes, like that. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say this whole episode reminded me of Solo because uh, he says putting together a crew. Well, yeah. And then it's a heist. Right, right. Yeah, it was definitely a heist. And it was, I mean, it very much was your, your typical. I mean, it was like there were some scenes that reminded me of... Uh, like uh reservoir dogs you know like I, I, where they're like okay here we're doing this or whatever you know and then there's like a little couple of cuts and stuff i'm like okay i'm like yeah i'm like i see like this is the this is the heist this is what we're doing <laughs> yeah they've yeah. got the um oh and that other solo reference was the i don't know what the creature's name was but the this the monkey like creature oh yeah like um uh rio Yes, that's right. Who's yeah. voiced by John Favreau? <laughs> right. Yeah. That that is true. Yeah. Um, we were trying to remember what they were called. He. Oh, um. Oh, I'm trying to remember because it is. Oh, it like it's on the tip of my tongue, and it, it's. I'm like I should. Is it um, Durant? Is that there? No, his name Maybe. is Rio Durant. I think so. It sounds oh. familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rio Durant was the name. Okay. Oh, the name. Okay. Um, Hold on one second. I've got it right here. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Let's see. Because I'm like, ah, this is really driving me nuts because uh, <laughs> Ardenian. Okay. I was about to say oh, Armenian, okay. and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, close. <laughs> Those are real people. <laughs> <laughs> that's not made up Star He's Wars. Armenian. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, so then of course they they get going on it, and then yeah, as soon as they're not in front of Rand anymore, you know it's that whole thing of where you've got the. It reminds me of like any like prison movie I've seen or whatever, where it's just like the one guy starts really trying to mess with him, and then then the guy you think maybe kind of cool starts messing too, you know, and they're just like really just trying to rile him up just to see if they can get under his skin. 
Yeah, and gang up on him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I I love where uh, he goes, oh, what do you look like under there? You're a Gungan? And he's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he even does the Yusa blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> I just, I also just really love overall, like that scene. It was just so fascinating to learn more about the Mandalorian's past through these side characters, right. like um, like Ran and Shion. Like I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of one-liners that really add another layer to a character's story. So something like uh, the Mandalorian making a name for himself and a reputation for himself with people, like with, like with these people, it really gets my imagination going yeah yeah i mean there, there's definitely i i think that this episode alone could probably do like a uh, you could probably get like a trilogy of books or or you know um a comic series okay, out of or something yeah. yeah just stemming off into all of this background right of just like what what he did you know what what it was like back when he was working with this crew and everything else we're gonna start mm-hmm. writing fanfics now <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they've probably already started especially especially since i know how like a lot of the fanfics are i'm sure uh there's there's probably plenty with him and uh zoo Zion. well it, no it's it's more like zion is how they were pronouncing it oh i kept i thought i was hearing Zion. Yeah, some, I, I I actually can't recall now but <laughs> i know how it's spelled it's it's like <laughs> x <laughs> Uh, you know x i apostrophe a n but yeah. I, I thought they had they pronounced it like z the x is, is a z and then like mm. maybe i'll have to watch it again yeah oh no it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible i've got to actually watch the show again even though like i pretty much just i'm like okay now back to the first episode and we'll watch all the way up to the current episode it's like um, yeah there is something that though. sounds like a plan <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to know if you guys noticed that the character names for her and her brother in particular sounded like they came from chinese yeah yeah it did have some like asian Zion, influence and in then there it was quinn but it was q-i-n right did was there an apostrophe no no just q-i-n mm-hmm. yeah i'm not sure i don't know anyway my my mandarin is a little rusty so yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so so then they 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 hop on. They finally get on the ship. Um, oh my gosh! And Christine freaked out. I, I don't know how you might have done, Jonah, but when Baby Yoda tumbled. <gasps> oh my gosh! So Bill Burr's character has to be the most hated character or the worst <laughs> character for dropping Baby Yoda onto the floor. Like that is that's blasphemy. <laughs> you don't drop babies, God. Everybody knows. Well, yeah, but especially not Baby Yoda. I mean, that is, I mean, a uh, friend of ours who who was actually on uh, episode two, Sadiq, uh, is texting. He's like, "Look what I got!" And he, a friend of his from work, three uh, D printed him a Baby Yoda, <laughs> holding oh, the little ball. So cute. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so he's all excited about it and everything because he's a uh, he's an artist as well and he's like he's like yeah he's like and he's like i got i found a file and he's like but it's like an animation file and i'm like so you're gonna do some like 3d animation he's like maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for star wars right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also speaking of baby yoda it's funny how the mandalorian is just like a stone wall who doesn't show much emotion or mm-hmm. reaction in front of these particular people but 
uh, you can glean more from him when he's around baby Yoda and baby Yoda is like the primary way. And sometimes the only way where we get more out of him than in any other situation. Yeah. Yeah. For like sure. A softer side. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I love, I mean, I, I know it's not uh, Pedro in the, you know, in the helmet all the time, but I feel like probably at least a lot in a lot of these shots it is. But yeah, I love how he, you know, he has his mannerisms and, and his body language and everything uh, where he conveys a lot that way because you can't see facial expressions. Right. Oh, so good. Yeah. The people who they have under that helmet, uh, whether it's Pedro or someone else, they're just really good at conveying, like you said, those emotions just mm-hmm. through some basic movements, head tilts and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, I totally understand what your head is going through right now. Right. <laughs> Even though we can't see you. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I have to imagine a lot of those shots are Pedro, though. I mean, I would think. But... I would like that to be the case. Yeah, yeah, when I found out that episode four didn't have Pedro at all, I thought, oh, no. That oh, changes really? everything. Yeah, I That's read it the other weird. day. On I Vulture. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't either. in it at all because he was auditioning for King Lear. So they had uh, two actors stand in for him. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of one of them, but uh, he's the grandson, I believe, of John Wayne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's who pretty much portrayed the Mando in that in that episode. Yeah. Christine actually was privy to that information beforehand. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> and she's telling me. That is really like, cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then it ended up coming out later, and she's like, ha ha, I already knew it. I'm like, all right, settle down. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i mean that's it's definitely cool but now i have to go back and watch and i've got to see comparisons i'm like like you know maybe i can try to find what scene you know i'm like okay which scene is john wayne's grandson which scene is pedro i don't <laughs> it's way yeah, too much for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah and then of course we we get a mouse droid again oh, so sad though you know, honestly, look, I there's just something about, I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Like, like I, I was kind of glad that they shot because I, I just oh. like I want to I wanted to see what would happen if you shoot it. You know what I mean? Like, what does it do? And apparently, it just flies across the room. <laughs> exactly, which is which is why it was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they let the other one go. That's true. The other yeah. one did survive. Well, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know that he had a whole lot of choice though. At that point, <laughs> he had oh, bigger problems, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. So, and I, I love. I, I just, I, I put in. Um, you know, for the next thing, they, they end up. I those droids looked familiar to me, but I can't place them. But they have those. Um, I guess they're sort of like security droids that end up. Um, sort of a. Uh, um, I can't even think of the words exactly, but but they end up getting stuck where you know the the droids are firing on them and they can't even move. Um, oh yes, that hallway scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know they gave me, and I don't know whether it's the same model or maybe it's a model that came after, um, or be, I'm I'm sorry, before. But in Star Wars Resistance, mm-hmm. uh, f- um, Captain Doza's 4D droid um, kind of has like that 
sleek look where Mm. it's um very authoritative and uh, acts like a guard and and i was getting those vibes but again i don't know whether they're the same model or maybe something along the same factory line who knows but yeah that there they did seem familiar and at first i they gave me cylon vibes as well (laughs) right (laughs) it kind of reminded me of k2 as well Oh, kind of. I mean, I see it because of the height and stuff. Like, Just like I the see general that. build of like the round yeah. head. But and the, oh, yeah. See, the head reminds me. I can't quite place what it reminds me of, but I want to say that whatever it is was from Revenge of the Sith. I thought you were going to hmm. say RoboCop. I no 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 <laughs> not, not RoboCop but but there's something about it like I said just sort of reminds me of, of Revenge of the Sith but I can't think of of what past that now <laughs> the to, other ones into the uh, the other security droids the, that like, were going the down floaty the floaty ones they I was just thinking the whole time that they were black Daleks oh, oh. Well, well you know what they reminded <laughs> me of were the um, the R one droids okay which um, yeah it's so it's the big one that in the um a new hope where they they kind of uh come out the the jawas take them out oh yes okay got it yes they they just looked like r1 droids that float instead of um that but i don't i don't know what they are i'm, I'm sure if i go look a, a lot of this stuff is already out um because yeah, people I know. are probably yelling at us right now, going, <laughs> oh, "I just watched. I got home from work. I've, I've watched the episode, and now we're recording it." Skype wanted to be a jerk. Just give me a break. I can't do all my research. It's um, Daleks. <laughs> That's what we're going. No, with. don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they so they they get uh, you know sort of uh, locked down there, and they can't move or anything. And I don't was um, Mayfield. When he was talking about like, oh, I knew it. I knew, like, like you're not can't do anything or whatever. Was he yelling at the Mando? Or was yes. He, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it's funny after I because I rewatched it a second time prior to us recording, and um, there was a scene where uh, you know they get ambushed by these droids, mm-hmm. and the Mando steps back and 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 leaves down the other hallway right. and i didn't catch that the first time and, and the, because the first time i'm like how the heck did he even get in the <laughs> at the other end of the hall right. and it's because he slipped just as they were getting just as the droids had shown up right and so yeah that, that he was yelling at at mando like i knew it i knew we couldn't rely on him <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then of course i like i just put my notes mando kicks droids ass <laughs> Yeah, pretty like, much. I oh, mean, that was fantastic. And I, I love he does the like the knee slide in there and and starts like cutting them out, you know, like at the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was some really good uh, fight choreography. You know, you being able to use all the different uh, tools and stuff, but still, you know, not make it to where it's like like obviously this guy has to have skill, um, but also he has cool weapons too. Yeah, yeah. It's also f- interesting how it looks like he's been wanting to beat up droids for a while. Because <laughs> he, just, he, does, he hates them. And it's obviously because of the, the Clone Wars and how that affected his childhood and his life entirely. But uh, yeah, the fact that he just like decided to take them all out to see it has this thing against droids. <laughs> well, that's that, I mean, it makes sense. He's he is the Batman of the Star Wars universe. And oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and basically droids are the Joe Chill. <laughs> like <laughs> So he's this is him taking out criminals as Batman. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and using one's gun to shoot that's the other it. one. That's the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh but um yeah, I, I, I thought that was great. And then I loved where uh, Zayun, you know, she's, w- w- of course, once everything turns around, she's like, ooh, I want to get in. Like, you know, she wants to go start carving up a droid. And then Mayfield's like, no, 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 let's let's let this play out. Let's see let's see if he can take them all out by himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do like her bloodlust. Oh, yeah. She, especially with her knives, like, that seems to be a skill that she's got down and and I know I'm skipping ahead a bit, but her confrontation with the Mando, like that, was also superb. <laughs> yeah, well, I was mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I thought she just had like one or two. Where are all of these coming where from? Are they, where are they coming She's from? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Where was she hiding them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was secret pockets. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um. And then, of course, we, you know, they finally make it into the, the control room. And then, and Christy and I have to be honest, we did not recognize him, even though it was a familiar yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. My, um, one of my friends didn't recognize him at all. So I was just like, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, Teresa called uh, Christine to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And this morning when yeah. I was at work. And she's like, I haven't seen it yet. She's like, okay, well, as soon as you watch it, tell me. And so, of course, she calls. She goes, Matt Lanter. And she's like, we didn't actually recognize him to start with. And she's like, what? How did you not recognize him? Like, he was under a helmet. Give us a break. Oh, Teresa. I love her. I miss her. <laughs> but, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Matt Lanter. And that, was, that also caught me by surprise, the fact that he was just – chilling in there <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we, we were like wait what hold on <laughs> this poor innocent little rebel alone by himself in that room yeah and he does not fare very well though sadly yes <laughs> but i did i do love how the mandalorian was trying to calm the situation And the fact that he said, you know, I thought this was a ship that was supposed to be manned by droids or something along those lines. The fact that he said that, it just goes to show, it demonstrates just how, um, and I keep using this word, that he's just, he's not this heartless bounty hunter. He understands the importance of keeping people alive. You know, they Mm -hmm. they may not... um, they may be in the way, but he doesn't like to take out people unnecessarily. And right. uh, I just find that very, uh, uh, just such a fascinating aspect of his character. Right. Well, I mean, cause that, that's the thing too, is like, you look at who, you know, when, when they were talking about, you know, when grief was giving him all the, um, the jobs, you know, it, it seems like he, I, I, I what I pick from pick up from him is that he goes after criminals, you know, like he's, he's not about hurting people. He's not about the money or anything like that. He's about trying to restore balance and restore order. And, you know, he, he's going after people like bail jumpers and stuff like that. Like people who have actually broken the law and, and, you know, are criminals. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, someone like this who, you know, he, he definitely didn't want to be 
on this anyway. And then they're like, well, it's, it's just a, um, you know, it's just droids on there, whatever. But, you know, he he wasn't going to deal with, you know, like first or uh, first order. Oh my gosh. uh, New (laughs) Republic, you know, personnel. Yeah. 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 Man, I just, I, I have so much hard eyes for him because, (laughs) (laughs) because he, he does things also, you know, like you said, to restore that balance, but also uh, because he's trying to help his tribe, his right. uh, Mandalorian tribe, and uh, founding, f- funding the future for the foundlings. And now that he's taken baby Yoda under his wing and um, taking care of him, it's like he's he's put baby Yoda above his tribe. And I'm trying to figure out when exactly he's going to go back and realize that he kind of just left his people behind and how is he going to justify what he's done by leaving them to fend off to fend for their self for themselves and yeah those are questions that i think about at night when i go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) well i think my so my um you know on that i feel like that and 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 i think that this is why they helped him is because what they said about how something like um let's say found the foundlings are our future or something like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah and i i think that to me foundling is found youngling you know like those two things yeah. combined nice. so so as that then you know baby yoda or the child or yiddle whatever you want to call him um <laughs> is a foundling. So that's the future. So I think to them, he's mm. probably living by the code. He's doing the right thing. That's my thoughts on it. That's genius. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I didn't even consider that aspect of it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to get him a helmet that'll fit, but they'll work oh. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his ears will stick It'll out work. the sides. They probably have a couple hundred years before it's a problem. Okay. <laughs> well, and I, w- I will go back to it, um, Jonah's point about um, them letting um, Mando wanting to let the rebel guy live. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like really showed um, the Mandalorian's viewpoint that droids are beneath all organic life because he was like, oh, I thought it was just droids on here. You know, like they're disposable, whatever. Well, yeah, like I said, he's the Batman and they're the Joe Chill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was shocked at who, with it being uh, Zion that killed him. Yeah, although she looked like she was just annoyed with the guys just arguing about what to do with this with this random person. So she's like, I'll take care of it. Well, just (laughs) because, you know, since apparently her and and Mando had history together, you know, I thought, okay, she's probably not going to be a heartless killer. Like I wouldn't think that he would, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a a good term, but everything comes out sounding like innuendo, but I wouldn't think that he, he would be as associated with someone like that, you know? But, you, you know, know, it's interesting because the vibe I got when, you know, they had talked about their little history at the beginning, um, it seemed to me that the, the whole Zion and Mando thing was more one-sided Oh yeah, so, um, but, on Zion's side because right. 
she she tells him, I'm all business now. And she points to him, learned from the best. So yes. to me, like the Mando was always this stone, like I said, stone wall, even mm-hmm. around her, maybe even more so around her. And she was the one who was like pining after him in her, you know, her, her own way. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why they didn't work out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. It's crazy. We had the same brainwave, Jonah. But <laughs> oh, yes. <Woo>. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that maybe she didn't used to be this cold. And that mm. that kind of started the whole thing. That, because it was unrequited? Yes. No. A woman scorned. <laughs> yes, this is true. Mm. <laughs> maybe so. Well, well, she's got throwing knives. Well, actually, we kind of know that there is a little bit of that. Because, um, you know, at that point they go and they um, actually get uh, Quinn, who is her brother. They they free him, and then they basically throw him in there. And she says to him, "You deserve this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. And the and what Quinn said specifically, something like the man who left me behind is now my savior right and and we know that he they mentioned that he left the crew earlier in the episode so i'm i I, i'm just going back to that whole foundling thing like did he found these two and decided to bring them in and maybe it was too much to handle and he bailed out of it and so they feel like some sort of frustration with him for for abandoning them um yeah i mean possibly see i don't know like i i, I know right you I, can- <laughs> right like like we need that story right at least like a, i could see a comic book where it ends with him walking away from them or something but mm-hmm. yeah i mean m- maybe he felt betrayed and like you know he left out to dry and maybe she felt scorned or you know whatever but yeah they mm-hmm. definitely seem to you know the the two siblings uh certainly seem to have um some you know animosity there whereas i think mayfeld and and berg didn't really care yeah, the they're, like, they're just jerks just get the yeah. job done they're and just bullies go? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was it, it did catch me again by surprise how they tossed him in there and i thought oh no no this is where things start to go bad <laughs> and you know i immediately because said then, you know, what the about the baby is that they'll go and take the ship they'll take baby yoda yes yeah but, he's yeah. stuck in here <laughs> and i'm just i was falling apart at this point <laughs> right right and then because of course then that's when he shows up <laughs> he's like hey what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah, then, baby yoda yeah and then instead of just being like huh that's weird what's going on he's just like grabs his gun i'm like whoa whoa that, that is quickly yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that is really weird protocol for a droid like, <laughs> right yeah it's funny because I at first I thought maybe Baby Yoda thought that was the Mando because they both have this silver shine to them right. with their and and then when the droid turns <laughs> in the back of my mind I thought that Baby Yoda might have thought to himself oh this is this is not my dad what's going on <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and I love that uh, even though like you were saying Jonah you're on the edge of your seat worried about the baby um, yes. that that whole game of hide and seek was great 
<laughs> yeah. What a, and I and I called him a little smart cookie because uh, he just knew that this guy was a stranger. That whatever this thing is, a stranger, and Mando isn't around, and I need to hide for my own protection. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt, honestly, though, I kind of felt like he was. It was almost a game to him. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. he never, he never really seemed that worried about it. He's just like, eh, you're just a stupid robot. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like I'm over uh, here now. I'm over here. I've been stuck in that, you know, that little uh, pantry or whatever for a while. Like, I need some entertainment. <laughs> pantry. <laughs> and and something about this second half of the episode, I just I love the switching between Mando going after the bounty hunters and the bounty hunter in his ship going after Baby Yoda. And, you know, how it ultimately ends up with the Mando saving Yoda the same way that Yoda had saved, baby Yoda had saved him in chapter two. Mm -hmm. So I just, I really love how they alternated these scenes together. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is, it did not take long at all for him to turn the situation around. Because, you know, they they lock him in there. First thing he does, he's like, oh, droid, cool. Just shoots his little uh, grappling hook, pulls it over, rips its arm off, and then <laughs> goes to work. And then immediately goes to the control room and it turns everything around. He turns their yeah. comms off. He locks the doors down. Everything. You know, I love he, how it becomes a horror movie. All right. Of a sudden. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I I didn't quite th- like. It's weird because I was kind of thinking like I was trying to think of the terms, but for some reason like horror movie didn't really come to mind but yeah you're absolutely right especially yeah. when he's going after mayfield and because christy mentioned she's like oh i hate strobe lights you know because <laughs> he he's behind him and then you know strobe and he's a little closer strobe he's a little closer you know <laughs> and then but yeah, it's it was great. totally like jason freddy krueger type and they're they're right behind you sort of situation <laughs> Right. And that's why it's so great, too, that you can tell that Mayfeld finally realizes that he's behind him. And he goes, no! <laughs> yeah. Like, he knows now. And he's like, oh, man. But, that, I mean, that's the thing. is like, really, guys? You, you sit there and watched him take out, like, 15 droids. Didn't you really think you stood any kind of a ch- uh, chance? Like, whatsoever. Like, they're like, we liked you in the cell. Now we're done. Yeah, I mean, the only one who, who actually stood any kind of a chance was Berg, but that's just because he's apparently indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for his horns. I noticed the second time around that his horns were were sheared off. Oh, they were from the door. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he tries to touch them, and he, you know, he groans in, in pain. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah, I, I totally missed it the first time, but the second time I, I focused on him to see what how he turned out because I honestly thought that he had died with that whole door situation. Right. Yeah, I thought he was I, decapitated. I was laughing. I I thought that was so funny because you know Mando keeps his cool the whole time, where um, you know he he picks the door up and Christine's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And Mando, you know, he's not like, "Oh no, oh, what do I do or anything?" He's just like. Yeah, I got another door. Boom. <laughs> and he just hits those <laughs> side doors. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was crying. It was so funny because I didn't expect it. I, like, I thought, oh, okay, he's going to like use one of his, t- of his tools or whatever. No, he's just like, yeah, there's more than one door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just is- love how ultimately each of his encounters end in a way where 
they make you think that he kills them, but he ends up capturing them and putting them in cells where they belong, in a cell where they belong. And I love how he didn't, I love how ultimately he didn't kill them because that's what you would expect from him, right? Like the bounty hunter who just takes people out, but that's totally not him. And and I feel like he ultimately did the right thing, um, being the honorable person in the situation. Yeah, I I was surprised because especially uh, Kiyun, I I thought cause I actually thought he stabbed her when because you know she made like a groaning noise or something yes. like that. So mm-hmm. I I thought he grabbed her dagger and stabbed her real quick. Hmm. Um. But. Yes, which I, I'm glad that didn't happen because well, <laughs> well she was a, such a cool character, and yeah. it's like you know it's going to be a situation where he's now going to regret it, you know, because they're like they're coming back. I don't know if it's going to be this season, but I feel like season two he's going to have to deal with these guys again. Like they're just going to be even more angry. <laughs> oh yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> and like they wouldn't have shown them again angry if they weren't going to use them again at some point. Yeah. And I mean, which we don't have to worry about seeing. Um, uh, oh gosh, now I forgot her brother's name. Quinn. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. We don't have to worry about seeing him because Dave Filoni killed him. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> which I immediately thought of you, Jonah, because I don't know that I know a bigger Dave Filoni fan <laughs> aside from uh, you and my friend Matt. Yeah, yeah Matt I Rushing is a massive Dave Filoni <laughs> fan. It's. I've I I've I've never actually like I don't know if I, I've mentioned this to anyone or not, but uh, I was thinking of uh, Filoni files, you know, like like uh, cinephiles or yeah. you know, audio files. I'm like, there's definitely the the Filoni files out there, the people who just love Dave Filoni, and you know, and and what's not to love? I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's amazing, awesome. right? <laughs> yeah, and it's I mean, we. I think Christy squeed and I screamed and jumped up and was like punching the air. And I was like, yes, it's Dave Filoni. And then she's like, okay, now we got to rewind it back and see what was said. <laughs> Did you freak yeah, out right. too? I love how we miss, in all of our excitement, we miss what actually happens that we right. have to go back. <laughs> Did you guys happen to catch his name, his character name? I, d- I didn't catch, I didn't hear them say it. Cause like I said, I was too busy screaming. But um, he is Trapper Fox, oh, Trapper, or Trapper Wolf. Wolf. I'm sorry, yeah. of course, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be Fox. It would be Wolf. Duh. Um, <laughs> yeah, of, of course, it, it it has to do with a wolf. It's Dave Filoni. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. It's <laughs> hilarious. I, mean, I don't know why he's so he's so consistent with his love of wolves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing else that I would expect would be to see him. Oh gosh, I can't think of um, the race, but. Uh, you know, I could definitely see oh, him Plocoon. as being a, uh, yeah, yeah, being Plocoon's race. Like, you know, if, if we ever see one of those guys again, I'm like, all right, let's check the credits because that's got to be Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, he, D- and Dave Filoni loves two things: Plocoon and wolves. <laughs> um, but did you catch that also? And because I I didn't catch um with with Rick, but uh, Deborah Chow. Yes, uh, that's right. I, I totally, it's funny because even in rewatching that scene, um, the first time in the, the first viewing of the episode, I I missed that it was Rick and Deborah. It, it wasn't until I read the credits that I went, oh my gosh, it's the other director. Yeah. <laughs> I they was put so all of them in X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. 
and and I thought it was great because it was the directors from the first three episodes, and I think they even showed them in that order because I think you see Dave first, then you see Rick, and then you see Deborah. Oh yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I like how they did that. Very clever. Yeah, and and I actually thought I was like, man, you know what? They did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't come off like directors who really shouldn't be there. I was like, oh, you know what? They're like they to me, they felt like X wing pilots. Yeah, and I just I love it. I love how they take um have joy in doing what they do and yeah cameos are fun and they decided uh why not why why can't we be the pilots in this scene and it's uh, i i just love the collaboration between them yes absolutely yeah, and that they're that, that excited to be involved in it that like they want to be on screen too yeah yeah exactly but yeah i i think that um it was really special to like it, it was not special but funny um that dave is saying uh, i think they're starting up a gunship and they're like well that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that 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 is funny like that was almost uh like i thought we were about to get another dog fight you know and uh, they completely took that out uh, like it the 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 gunship just it, it never even made it out of the hangar no <laughs> <laughs> they shut it down yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Don Jonah, did you love how Quinn is standing there going, Are those X Wings? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're coming right at uh, you. I would run. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. It's like they're coming right at you. Yes, run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause cause Quinn was almost like sort of curious, like, ooh, X Wings. Like that's cool. No. <laughs> No, yeah. no, you run. Yeah, R- ran, ran. <laughs> ran, ran. That's right. <laughs> but maybe that's what it was. It was all he's like. Oh, he's the guy who's gonna run away there at the end. So let's name him Ran. That maybe that's where the name came from. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so, and then of course this episode. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher his his last name, so I apologize. But it's uh, Rick Fam- Famuyiwa. Um, but of course the, the second X-Wing pilot was the one who directed this episode. He also directed episode two. So I, I've, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen anything from him before, but I've really been enjoying his episodes. Yeah. He did such a great, especially with this one, because you got the heist situation at the beginning and then, you know, that horror aspect at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends and then ultimately ends with him and baby Yoda in the cockpit in like a mm-hmm. very sweet family moment <laughs> where I, I think he said something like, I told you that was a bad idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I love how that was a spin on that classic saying in Star Wars, you know, I have a bad feeling about this. It right. Yeah. It's such an iconic thing to say, but you know, they spun it around differently and it was just so clever um, because it kind of implies that he kind of has conversations with baby Yoda. Right. And yeah, you're right. Out <laughs> right. <him. laughs> well, and I, I think that's the thing is I think, you know, they're showing that how, uh, I guess how comfortable he's getting with him, you know, mm-hmm. that he's, I mean, yeah, from you look back what, uh, three episodes ago where he was referring to him as his enemy. Yeah, that's right. Right. So yeah, there, there's definitely that familiarity there. And I, I don't know, I don't know about you, Jonah, but I really expected when he gave him the, the knob, Uh huh. 
I thought he was going to, like, basically when the Mando turned around, I thought he was going to start, like, force levitating it. Oh, that would have been neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of mm. half expecting that. Like, I thought it was kind of the, the baby Groot thing where it's like, oh, you turn your head. Okay, now I'm going to dance. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, he turns his head. He's going to kind of. Um, oh, that would have been a, a fun bit. way to end it. <laughs> Especially yeah. since Baby Yoda thought he was using the force. <laughs> yes, that was I was going to ask if anybody. Oh, so, so cute. And he looked at his hand. <laughs> he's like, like did I do this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was so cute. So yeah, them ending it in a way that he's, you know, slowly but surely getting used to the force. (laughs) That would have been neat. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I think, one of my favorite moments from this whole episode was him trying to use the force to move the gun and then Mando shooting him and looking at his own hand like, wait, was that (laughs) me? It was so cute. It was so good. Yeah, He tried so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, you know, he... He, he he definitely uh he uses it when it counts so um it's he doesn't always have to to be there Which you know, is like, it's a yeah, partnership he can hold a mud horn up in the air but he couldn't move the gun in time <laughs> I, yeah i guess it, it explains like the uh like the severity of the first situation with the mud horn like this guy who helped save him or yeah helped save him from where he was uh it was more important to help him in that moment. And it was something out of, I guess, maybe emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and which I guess I totally uh, skimmed by this, but of course how the, uh, the, uh, the X wings ended up attacking the, uh, the, the space station was because of course, um, Matt Lanter's little beeper that they had, um, <laughs> You know, they, they basically, they initiate it and they're like, oh, you've got like 20 minutes before uh, the New Republic shows up and blows you all up. And yeah. so, of course, that's what they were following. Um, which I got to say, that's the biggest thing is, you know, they they really established like, oh, hyperspace tracking. Like, this is this new thing in The Last Jedi. Except then they're like, oh, look, except for here and here. And, they, <laughs> and I'm like you guys you might want to hold it but it's not important um (laughs) but but yeah so of course they end up um uh, you know they they end up following that and of course he you know he turned them in because i was like there's no way he's not just gonna turn them over and then i i told christine i'm like oh i bet he put the the tracker on quinn and then you know like a second after you start hearing it beep oh yeah yeah it was such a clever thing to do because he like what Rand said, you know, I don't trust anyone and neither should the Mando. So mm-hmm. the fact that they were that they went in there with the intent of on um, betraying him, he's not going to be a fool a second time and and let Rand get away with it. So it was really clever for him to, to do that and be several steps ahead. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Yeah, that's because that, that, that's the thing is I like I like him to be like I don't want him to be infallible, but I do like for him to be smart, you know, mm-hmm. to where where we can see like oh, you know what? He he can be taken by surprise and he can be thrown into the um the cell. into the cell, but I also want to see him go, okay, now I got to get myself out of this. What do I do here? You know, how do I, how do I turn it all around? Exactly. Yeah. So, um I mean, I th- I think we've pretty much covered everything i don't think i've missed any 
notes. Let me just checking through. Uh, was there anything else in in the episode that we we haven't really covered yet that you were? Um, you know, yes. There's actually uh, that one line when they were all in the Razor Crest heading over to do this mission, and Bill Burr's character Mayfeld he says. Well, apparently they're the greatest warriors in the galaxy, and and oh my gosh, Berg, I, I believe that's his name. He said um, something to the effect of, "Then why are they all dead?" Oh right. And, and the first time, the the first time I I heard that, I of course it tugged on my heartstrings because mm-hmm. I love Mandalorians, and it's just so sad that where are they? What happened to them? And and then the second time after I watched it, I kind of laughed because. The, the fact that the uh, the why are they all deadline came from Clancy Brown, that's the part that made me laugh because he did Savage Press and Savage is the brother to Maul and Maul is the reason why the Mandalorians <laughs> are in this situation. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I mean, that is true. Yeah, it's, it is funny. You think back that this is something that's been going for quite some time and and you know savage was a part of that as well um yeah you know yeah like that (laughs) was it shadow collective right because they pretty much they brought down the um the era of uh pacifist mandalorians and Mm -hmm. um you know then we start to see i guess i mean i I guess that's sort of the beginning of the purge in i would think so yeah because uh, because of the fact that maul had created all this chaos there they had to reach out to the republic and then the republic stepped in through siege of mandalore Mm -hmm. and of course they decided to partner up with the republic in some way but then the republic becomes the empire and then the empire ousted poor bo-katan and yeah they must have used that duchess weapon that sabine created Mm -hmm. um and who knows what else they did to the mandalorians so yeah the it's just funny that it all happened because of Maul. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to come it in. It was Clancy Brown who said that line. Who that is funny. That's an awesome connection. <laughs> I'm going to come in, though, and be the optimist in this situation <laughs> and say I laughed because Berg doesn't know about the Mandos that Mandalorian just partnered with on Navarro. They have the jetpacks. Okay. Well, I mean, yes, but. I mean, there are—they're not all dead, obviously. Like they are purposely trying to um, hide their numbers, you know. They're, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but they obviously a lot of them were killed off. So, but I'm still seeing it's glass half full <laughs> because listen, no, seriously, I like the way there, crazy things. there yes, may be so many others, <laughs> and there may be so many others that are still in hiding. Sure, but I think so it's true. more of a glass like one eighteenth full. Oh, whatever okay <laughs> pessimist yeah I'm, I'm just saying obviously there was a purge you know yes. it's it's kind of like saying like oh hey um you know we just found out that uh, oh gosh i can't think of her name right now uh the the librarian jedi oh uh, oh uh jocasa new yes yes you um you know like oh she's still alive you know so it's like oh this jedi still alive so it's like okay yeah there were a few but for the most part, the Jedi were wiped out. You know, the biggest <laughs> chunk of them were wiped out. Yeah, but mm-hmm, Berg doesn't mm-hmm. know. Okay. There's all these Mandos hiding she is around. so You're mad at me. Discounting me. me. <laughs> I, I know. She's looking at you, man. She's I looking at you. I gotta, uh, that's, that's the wrap it up before you get in any more trouble. <laughs> um, so, I mean, where, do, do you have any um, 
theories about where it may be going? Oh, man. So I know like that prevalent theory that people are talking about is uh, the one that Giancarlo Esposito's character might end up taking Baby Yoda somehow. Uh-huh. And, and you know that one scene in the trailers where the Mando is on the TIE fighter um, trying to get to Esposito's character. So I feel like maybe Baby Yoda is in there with uh, Giancarlo. So I, that's the only thing that I've got. Really. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, but I just love how this show is just so unexpected in its nature i just i don't know what to expect next and Mm. um i'm just i'm really looking forward to seeing this baby yoda storyline kind of not wrap up but get to the point where we get some answers yeah now do you think because of course there's a season two do you think that um do you think that mando will have baby yoda in in season two or Hmm, I, I want them to have Baby Yoda because I don't think they'll be able to wrap up everything entirely in mm-hmm. the season finale. Like, we might get some big answers, but Mando, if he intends to keep Baby Yoda, he's going to have to find a place to settle down for a couple of months or something like he was <laughs> intentionally wanting to do in Chapter 4. But... um yeah, or if he looks to take Baby Yoda somewhere where he can be looked after, then yeah, I can see Baby Yoda not being in season two. But uh, but I hope he does stick around because Baby Yoda and, and Mando are a pair. They're two peas in a pod. <laughs> right. Father and son. <laughs> or daughter. <laughs> no, they, they, they've uh, declared it as male. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pershing confirmed. And I mean, he's a scientist, so I would think he would know. um but uh yeah it's i mean i could i could see you know you talking about um esposito's character getting a hold of him i could see maybe this one being about him trying to um hide you know the the baby yoda and then season two you know it may be a situation where esposito ends up with him at the end or something and so it's about trying to get him back oh yeah Um, yeah i can see that too um, what's cool too, as I, I, I can't forget this character, but Cara June mm-hmm. will be making an appearance again. And that I'm excited about because I was hoping they'd cross paths again and it looks like they will. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> I want to say I heard that she was, in fact, I'm looking right now. I'm seeing on, um, IMDB, she's slated for three episodes. So oh, cool. Yeah. So she's probably going to be in the next two episodes. Yes, good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> but then, too, I feel like that's spoiling stuff. What, knowing that, what characters are going to be in? Yeah, maybe I don't mm. want to know. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. He started it, not you. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm, again, I'm, I'm the one in trouble. Now, the, the one I'm curious about, I need to try to find. Okay, yeah. So, Taika Watiti is still only slated for one, which is so confusing because of the way that they have that promo image on Disney+. Plus. I'm thinking, oh, what promo image? <laughs> um, just basically like when you go on Disney Plus, you see the Mandalorian is in the uh, the middle with oh yes, yes, I- IG Eleven gotcha. on one side and then uh, Cara Dune on the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other theory that I had going in my head that I mentioned in um, a past episode with my co-host, the uh, the fact that 
the Mando in one part of the trailer looks like he goes back to Quill's planet. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if he might get IG-11 to be reprogrammed by Quill because we know that he's very tech savvy. So maybe they reprogram and get him back up and running in order for him to assemble like this crew to get baby Yoda back. If it's, if it's the situation in which Giancarlo Esposito has kidnapped baby Yoda and he needs some backup. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Good point. I, and honestly, I could see that being the case where, um, you know, as a last episode, because of course, Taika is directing that last episode. So yes. that, I could definitely see that. And I think it would be kind of neat if it's essentially it, it is IG-11, but it, he's got a completely different personality and everything. I think that would be kind of funny. That would be fun. <laughs> um, you know, and especially if uh, um, like they end up basically working together and, you know, the uh, Mando already does not like droids. And mm. this is one that he's already had a, a, an issue with in the past. And, <laughs> you know, that familiarity would be uh, very entertaining, I think. Right, right. <laughs> I just I just want to see him back up and running and try to do the self-destruct mode again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was <laughs> very good. Yeah, my theory is that um, I think that all of these people that Mandalorian has encountered are, end, are going to be ending up all working together. So, like, yeah. the um, kid bounty hunter that was trying to get into the guild. Oh, no, he's gone. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you won't see him again. (laughs) Um, Or, no, I'm sorry, the assassin. Um, I wonder if she was working with the client. And then now that possibly, even though he knew um, Zeon and her brother and all of them from a long time ago, now maybe they've been working with the same person. Because, you know, all of these other bounty hunters got fobs to track the child. I mean, I, I definitely imagine every bounty hunter... In the guild is is gunning for him. I mean, from yeah. what we we've seen, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's That's definitely definitely looking like the odds are stacked against him. I I still hang to my theory. I know it's it's a it's a long shot, but I still feel like that. Obviously, with this character being a force user, that um, he has to and and having Dave involved, that at some point, whether it be the end of this season or the end of next season or, or when they just completely end the series is that at the end he has to hand it off to someone, um, you know, for its own safety and that someone ends up being a, a live action Ahsoka. That's, that's still my theory. I, I know it's a wild shot or, you know, a long shot, but I, I still think it's possible. Hmm. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, especially if you were going to do, you know, if you wanted to bring her into live action, I think that would be a cool introduction that would have people uh, squealing. Oh, yeah. The internet <laughs> would break. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I certainly didn't think that we were going to get a baby Yoda, so I, it could happen. Yeah. yeah. Anything can happen now. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, I mean, we, like I said, we, we saw a, a live action Lothcat, so... I'm 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 expecting anything is you know it's all possible. Yeah, Jonah, so did you freak cool. out with the loath cat? <laughs> Jonah, did you freak out with the loath cat? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I gasped, I screamed. It was so good. <laughs> Favorite moment. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, all right. So, I mean, I think that's pretty much covers everything uh, on this episode. Jonah, do you want to kind of let everybody know where you can be found? Sure. So people can find me over on Twitter with the handle at Blue Jake Eyes. And you can also listen to me and my mom talk about Star Wars Resistance on the Geeky Bubble Pod. And you can also listen to my co-host and I, Jeremy, who roped me into a show about the Mandalorian. <laughs> He's like, Jonah, we need to talk about this. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I actually didn't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he, he wrote me into this. And so um, uh, we talk about it in a show called, uh, well, in a series called Beskar Pod. So, okay. Very yeah, cool. that's, awesome. we try We try on Sunday mornings to record when we have time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right. And Christine, you want to say the places you can be found? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bespin Bell. And then I'm on a couple of different podcasts. I do a weekly podcast I co-host with Matt Rushing called The 602 Club. And then I am on uh, episode, um, or I'm sorry, I'm on a show um, with my friend Teresa Delgado called Sabres and Spells, where we talk about Star Wars, Harry Potter, whatever geeky we want to. And uh, then I also do a show called Planet Leia on the Fanthatrax Network with five women from around the world about Star Wars. Excellent. And uh, thank you, ladies, again for joining me on this episode. Uh, for anyone listening, you can always just uh, reach out to us at uh, the Mandalorian. I'm sorry, the Mandocast at uh, gmail.com or just find us on Twitter at the Mandocast. Uh, but also just go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Please give a five star review and a rating. Uh, in, sorry, five star rating and a written review. What she said. She's giving me this like <laughs> I mean, You gotta be excited it, Am I messing up? Please leave us a review <laughs> <laughs> That's been our show <laughs> <laughs>